My beloved in Jesus Christ our Lord, what a glorious day it is, but kind of a strange day, for it's not yet Holy Week, but the 40-day fast is over. We're in this strange place. Now, we've been praying all week, looking forward to tomorrow, Palm Sunday, which begins, being Sunday is the first day of the week, Holy Week. But there's another theme that was running through our prayers this week. And probably guessed it's about Lazarus. We heard in our prayers on Monday and Tuesday of mountains that Lazarus was sick. And then we heard Wednesday the startling news that Lazarus has died and was buried. On Thursday we heard that he has been buried two days. On Friday we hear that our Lord is coming to raise Lazarus on the next day. But here we sit in between the time that Lazarus had died and the time of our Lord's triumphant entrance into Jerusalem. The Saturdays of great fast, and all Saturdays except for when our feast day falls, the Saturdays of the great fast and even the Saturdays before, like beginning with the All Souls Saturday, the first one, The whole focus and theme is prayer for the dead. We're praying for those who had gone before us. But here, on this day, we find ourselves singing a hymn that is only sung on Sundays. And it begins the Sunday of Pascha and then every Sunday for the rest of the year after that. Having beheld the resurrection of Christ. So on a Saturday, when the church is normally commemorating the dead, we find plunged right in the center of death, the hymn of the resurrection. The church is trying to teach us that death is beginning to be frightened. In fact, our prayers for Thursday and Friday make reference to this. One day it talks about death is frightened because you draw near, O Christ. On Friday, two of the disciples went to get a colt of an ass for you to ride upon, and death began to tremble. On this day, begins the battle of death. On this day, death begins to see its end is drawing near. Now our Lord had raised two people before. We've heard that matins. We've heard that in the, in the Synoxarian reading. Jairus' daughter, the widow's son. But those two died and were raised again on the same day. No deep corruption had set in to the body. But Lazarus, he was dead four days. 
And St. John the theologian wants to make a striking point that surely there's going to be a stench. Reminding us by now, decay has truly set in. And this would be showing the great power of God. This is what really struck the chord with the people. That the one who said, let there be, and all creation came into existence, would say, arise and come out. And a corrupted body would come out whole and healthy. Now today, and the celebrating of Lazarus is only a prelude of what is to come. Because again, as we heard in the Synaxarian reading, I learn something new every year and reminded of things, that Lazarus will die again. But now the second death, the falling asleep, will only be temporary. Because before our Lord's resurrection, death was eternal. But after His resurrection, death, death would only be subject to time. So we celebrate this marvelous feast today. The one who could open the eyes of the blind and make the mute speak, the deaf hear and the lame walk, is able to bring life. He is the author of life. And he has power over life and power over death. And this brought everyone into an ecstatic uproar. Not only were the people enthralled to see what he did with Lazarus, now they want to make him a king. And this would usher in a whole new phase of our salvation. This Saturday is the light that begins to shine towards Holy Week, into Holy Week now. It begins to shine all the way through Wednesday and the betrayal, Thursday and the Last Supper. What I mean Wednesday, the betrayal, when he made the arrangements with, with the priest to sell Jesus. Thursday and then into Good Friday, the light of this day is going to guide us but it will start to get dim by the time we get to Good Friday in the Passion Gospel. But it won't go out. Because on the other side of this week is the light of the resurrection that is shining back that will lead us the rest of the way. This day is a sweet spot between what lies ahead in our Lord's passion and death and what we've endured these past 40 days. It's a day of rejoicing, a day that we have hope, that we know that our life is not going to end in eternal death, that our God has shown that He has the power not just to raise Himself, as we will see on Pascha, but to raise you and I as well as He did with Lazarus this day. Oh, glory to God for this day. 
Glory to God for allowing him to have Lazarus, allowing Lazarus to die so that he could bring him out. And if we see with our own eyes and our own ears to those who were there, that Christ has the power of eternal life. He's saying to you today, remove the stone of the tomb of your life. He's saying to you today, come out and I will give you new life. Come out and take the wrappings off, the wrappings of sin and the passion and despair and hopelessness. For you have new life. For I am, Jesus says, the resurrection and the life. He reaffirmed this to us by speaking those words to Martha and to Mary and having them call it to mind. And he says it to you and to I today. I am the resurrection. I am the life. And I say to you, remove that stone. Come out. Remove the cloths and live the life that I have called you to, a life of love, a life of hope, and a life of glory with me. Glory to Jesus Christ.